Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you please turn with me? As a matter of fact, I not made up my mind for just now. Back to those. I love those babies. Those kids are great. I live. Go to Children's Church. Train them up the way they should go. That's not only the church's responsibility, that's the responsibility of parents. Amen. 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 No one else, not Sunday school's responsibility, not my, it's your responsibility as parents to train them up in the, in the ways of God. And that's uh, one of the things the Lord's going to hold us accountable for. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in two scriptures. We're going to be in the book of 1 John, uh, chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. I preached on that those very verses uh, in early in February this year. Uh, and then I want you to uh, hold your finger there and turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 10. And we'll be reading verses 22 through 25. I guess if I got to give a title of this message, it's this. The time is here. It's here. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 through 25. Let us draw near with a true heart and the full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled with an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water from an evil conscience, not with one, from one. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let's turn over to 1 John. Chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love this world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Amen. Father God, thank you for loving us so much that you gave us your only begotten Son. And when we believe on Him, salvation comes to us by way of the Holy Ghost. And we are filled. And you, your Son, and that Spirit makes the abode inside of us and we are in you. Thank you for that promise. Thank you for that hope. So God, help us to realize, God, what the most important part of our lives is. It's not the worldly things, but our preparation to hear you say what that talking was about. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come, 
entered into my rest. Help us to be aware of that today. And think of many things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The time is come. How many of you believe that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ for His church can happen at any moment? Lots of hands up out there. And the Bible tells us here in Hebrews that if you believe that, if you think that this is the time we're in, where at any moment Jesus Christ will split that eastern sky with the shout of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ are going to rise and that those that are alive and remain in Jesus are going to be caught up together to meet Him in the air forever. If you believe that, the Bible says if you believe that and you think this time is near, then there's something we better start thinking about. Amen. There's something that we better start doing. And in verse 25 here, the one of the things that he tells us to do is not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Do you know, why would he couple that with that experience of thinking that it's time? Why would he do that? I can tell you why. Because he's coming for the church is who he's coming for. He's coming for a people who are gathered together in his name. People who are called by his name. People that believe on him. And people who are not so wrapped up in the world that they're not even looking for him coming anymore. He's coming back for a group of people who are waiting, who are watching for him. And they come to church. They are assembled together. They commit themselves to the church. They commit themselves to following him. They commit themselves to kingdom work. And they're not worried about what the rest of this stinking world is up to. Amen. And y'all, we have gotten so wrapped up in the world. Why? We have access to information. We have access to media. We have access across the world. You just pick your poison, and I guarantee you, most of them are poison. And if, they, if the old Satan can get you on what's going on in politics, if he can get you what's going on in Washington, D.C., if he can get you interested in what's going on in Russia, if he can put your eyes on Pakistan, if he can put your eyes on anything but Jesus Christ, he's done his work because you're not waiting and watching anymore. Yeah. Hey, it's time we get back to the old-time gospel. It's back to we get to the old-time way. And it's back to the time that to know the truth because the truth is what's going to set you free. The truth is what's going to, what Jesus Christ gives us and we have hidden from the truth in the church so long that the church looks more like the world than it does the house of God. Amen. Amen. There's too much world in the church and we have gone to a point we're forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. Don't mean doodly squat to anybody anymore. Any excuse is fine. Any reason is fine. Anything is fine. I don't feel like it. Oh, the kids got something going on. Oh, I was up too late last night. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to clean the house. Oh, I got... And, and we completely annihilate the thought that we need to be in the house of God because this is where He asked us to be. Amen. And so He says... Here in Hebrews, as you see this day approaching, it's time to change what you're doing. It's time to be a part of my church. It's time to come. Because see, the two greatest commandments He gave us, you know what they are? 
Amen. He said, I want you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is like unto it that you have love for your neighbor, you have love for one another, that you have fellowship with one another. In other words, be involved with the people of God doing the work of God for the kingdom of God. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. And we have put everything else. I'm going to get loud. I get excited. I get loud. We have put everything else ahead of our holy God. Let that sink in. We're all guilty, aren't we? Amen. I would if I didn't have this to do. Mm -hmm. I would if this wasn't going on. Let me tell you what. You know the way we ought to plan our week? We ought to plan it on Sunday. Yeah. And everything else takes back seat to that day. Mm -hmm. The day the church meets. The day the people of God meet. The day that people come into the church house as the church and we come here for a specific purpose we come here to hear from him we come here to feel his presence we come here to draw strength from one another we come here to confess to one another we come here to know what truth is we come here to draw from the power of god and we come together as an assembly because there is strength in numbers in god's kingdom amen amen, amen. And it's high time, past time, the time that we start. Y'all, let me tell you what. This church is like, a, it's, these do it's like we ought to put re those revolving doors in here. We'll have 71 week, 10 the next. You know why that is? That ought not be. Don't get me wrong. There are people with legitimate reasons. The Lord understands your ox in the ditch. But he also understands when you ain't got an ox in the ditch, but you put him in the ditch so you can have an excuse not to be here. And I have a feeling he's fed up with that kind of stuff. Amen. We don't have excuses anymore. The scripture tells us his son came. His son died for us. His son gave his life blood for us. It ain't a joke anymore. We don't have an excuse anymore. Christ gave all he had for us and it's high time. We gave all we had for him. And the least we the least we can do is go to church. This is not my church. It's not your church. It is his church. Amen. And the promise that he gave to us is that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. And he's coming back for his church. He's coming back for the faithful of his church. Are you faithful? Are you faithful to His church? Are you faithful to Him through His church? Are you faithful to each other through... Can you imagine? I hear so much junk coming from people. You wouldn't believe some of the excuses I hear why people don't come to church. I hear them all. Amen. And you know what? The one that burns me up and falls my hide and my blood more than anything else, I can't preserve. Don't say anything. It's when a person says, I can't come to church because of somebody else that's there. <laughs> that means that you're putting them above Jesus Christ. Right. You're putting them above your 
you ain't going to be coming very much. Amen. 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 Come on. Now we got a lot more stuff to worry about than that kind of junk. We look for every kind of puny excuse in the world not to go to church. Hey, the fish is biting. I can't go this Sunday. <laughs> well, they ain't going to be biting on Monday. Mm. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Saturday wasn't enough. I got to go catch some more. Hey, the deer's running. It's time to hunt. Let's go. I worship God out there, not like you can't hear. Amen. He didn't tell you to worship him in the deer stand, did he? He said, don't worship in my church. Amen. I've heard so much and so many excuses. Did you not know that our excuses are a reproach to our God? So it boils down to, you know, Jesus said, if you will put me first, I will give the rest of it to you. Didn't he say that? Amen. Amen. <coughs> Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Hey, He can give you a boatload of fish. He already did. Amen. He can take care of your financial woes. He already has. But what He wants you to do is be faithful to Him. Y'all, this place is not a place for us to come and just look at one another. It's a place for people who are hurting to come. It's a place for sinners. It's a place of people, for people to come to be healed from their brokenness. A place where Jesus can touch them. A place of sanctuary. That's why we call this the sanctuary. This is His place. His candlestick. Y'all have been studying. I know i got to move on because we've got to have a communion here in a minute. We've been studying in Revelation, and I'm going to tell you what. If you hadn't been here on Sunday night, you need to come. Not because of me, but because of what the Word of God is telling us. We need to come because there's something coming. And there ain't but one thing holding me back right now. You see it all over the place. There's only one thing keeping it from taking over and becoming total anarchy. And that is the Spirit of God that is dwelling in His people, the church. Right. And when that church is gone, that anarchy will flood in. It's already poised. The waves are there. The tsunami's there. The only thing that's holding it back is the Spirit of God that's standing like this. Why? Because His church is here and hell cannot touch His church. God help us to see that. God help us to live that way. God help us to realize that it's time we started acting that way. Amen. We're safe. We're not safe because of who we are. We're safe because of who He is and what He's promised us He will do for us. Amen. God help us. Oh, i got to go. Let's get on over here and look at these things that He says. Love not the world. You know what the greatest reason people don't come to church anymore? There's too much going on in their world. Amen. And I'm not popular when I say these things. I don't care. Popular ain't going to get me to heaven Jesus is. Amen. Jeremiah wasn't popular or nothing. They hated his guts. They ain't hate mine if they want to as long as it's for the cause of Christ. Amen. Amen. 
You can't put everything on a pestle above Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what? We've gone so far with this stuff about it not matter whether we come to church or not that our children are playing games on Sundays now. They practice. They go all over the country. They can't even go to church. And I've heard people say, well, we pray for them in the dugout. That's fine. That's good. But he ain't coming back for people in the dugout. He's coming back for people in the church. Amen. 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 You know whose fault that is? It ain't the kids. It ain't the kids' fault. It's the mama and daddy's fault for falling for those lies that has been told who you worship God in Yes, you can. But he specifically tells you to be in his church. He specifically tells you don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together as a man of some is. Let me tell you what. Can you imagine what would happen in the book of Acts while they were persecuting and killing these people? You know what they did? They met anyway. They first started off in houses and they got to come into their houses and drag them off and take them to prison and beat them and kill them some of them. So they began to go out in the desert and go into caves, but they met for the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are going to stand in judgment beside people like that one of these days. And I hear the excuses about the fish that ain't biting or biting, but ain't going to hold water there. Amen. <laughs> That's being part of the world. And he says, love not the world. Now look at this. Neither the things. Mm-hmm. Now things can cover a lot of ground, can't you? Yes. A lot of people say, well, he's talking about housing. That ain't all he's talking about. Right. <clears throat> Amen. The things are in the world. And then look what he says. Bold statement. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I didn't write that. God did. Amen. Remember that. Remember these verses. Remember what thus says the word of God. Remember what the importance of the church of Jesus Christ is. Remember what the, what the, the power you receive from being here. And a lot of people say, well, I get out of here and all I feel is reproof and con- condemnation and, and what I'm doing wrong. And I tell you what, I could just sit here all day long and tell you what you're doing right, tell you everything's okay, and this church would fill up. And I'd be a liar. we got to do what the Word says. Not what we feel like. And he gives us a reason why we don't need to be so involved in the world. And this is it. This world ain't going to make it. This world's going to pass away. You see that? Verse 17, 1 John chapter 2, and the world passeth away. And all the lusts, all the things that we miss all church for, gone. So you've missed church for nothing. No matter what your house looks like, no matter how many boats and cars, no matter how much land you go, means nothing. But it took you away from church. It took you out of the house of God. And it puts you in a very, very dangerous 
place. Amen. The church, the bride of Jesus Christ. We talk about it like she's a slut. We talk about her like she's a prostitute. We talk about her like she's a hypocrite. Let me ask you a question. How do you think that makes the groom feel? You know who he is. He's Jesus. And he don't appreciate you talking about his bride. He wants you to be a part of the bride. He's made a way. So don't forsake what he set into motion. This is his church. Now we're going to come to a time of invitation. Immediately following this invitation, we're going to have the Lord's Supper. I don't know why the Lord laid this message on my heart. I don't know why. I don't know why it's so scathing. But I do know this. The time is very near. We can see with our eyes the day approaching. Those signs Jesus and the Old Testament prophets told us about, we are seeing them unfold in real life during our lifetime. Those things that he said watch for, those things he said don't let them captivate you, don't let them pull you away from me. You keep loving me, you keep following me, you keep going to church, you keep listening to me. Be faithful to me, don't worry about them. You can't stop that because it's something God himself has put into motion. But what you can do is control where you're at and what you're doing during that time. During the time we live in, you can control yourself. So we're fixing to have this time of invitation. And I pray if the Lord has spoken to you in any way and shown you anything that you ain't doing right, that you come to these altars and you'll spill your heart before Him. Because it's very important before we take communion that you do that. Amen. Amen. We need to make ourselves worthy. How do we do that? We come and we confess our stuff to Him. We come and tell Him we love Him. We come and ask for forgiveness for what we've done wrong. Just and He, do you know what He does? He does it. His blood is just as powerful right now as it's ever been. Never going to lose its power. We're going to see it in Revelation. Blood. Amen. We need to apply it to ourselves here now. Because we're redeemed by that precious blood. We're forgiven by that precious blood. And we're made white. We're made pure. We're made holy by that precious blood, even in the sin-sick world. That's what it can do for us. So I'm going to ask Melissa to come and play. And these altars are open. Would you please stand? Don't let anything hold you back. Don't let the world prevent you from coming down here and praying and seeking Him and making yourself right before we celebrate His Supper. Would you come?